This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. What's up everyone? Welcome to Bijistan, where streamers live. In this show, we talk about everything from Seinfeld to Mirzapur. I'm your host, Siddharth Jain, and joining me as always is Gaurav Jain and Mahasha. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Bingistan. It's been a while. Uh, I've got Mahash and Sid here with me as always. And I just want to welcome everyone in uh, in Canada, UK, Singapore, Pakistan, and obviously uh, listening in India. So uh, let's do this. Hi guys, and also to our fans in Brunei and South Africa and Egypt. Oh yes, I forgot about those guys. Sorry, I mean, I sorry. get great love from Belgium. Wow. Awesome. So we are clearly awesome. an NRI audience uh, film yeah, podcast. At least we should pretend to be like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be. It could be. It could be foreign listeners as well. It doesn't have to be NRI's only. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, just not the diaspora. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. the hottest thing, like right now, that that people are watching in maximum numbers in this country. Uh, right now, it has to be Surya Vanshi, I think. Surya Vanshi, you know? Yeah. And uh, you watched it, right? Bursh? Yeah, so I it was incredible. I mean, I you know, a I, I of course saw the Bond movie, which was my first movie going experience after two years that we'll of course come to at some point. Uh, but yeah, so Surya Vanshi was very interesting. I I watched it um, at at South Bombay's you know very premium multiplex in South Bombay on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I mean, it was insane because the entire theater was sold out. There was not even the and I checked this um, every single seat that they're allowed, even on the first row, was packed to the rafters. Uh, wow. whistles, claps. I mean, it was insane. Especially um, at the end when you have that massive action scene with Ranveer, Ajay Devgan, and Akshay Kumar. I mean, it was like I, I literally thought that if South Bombay mein ye hal hai, yaar, Getty mein dekhni thi ye film, you know, because I, I just think it comes from a place of uh, not having watched something, and and when a movie of this size uh, that genuinely caters to all strata, all age groups uh, comes along, it does the numbers it does. And I mean, as a film, I I thought it was. um i don't know what it could have i mean there are two very varied opinions on would it have done more than what it has already done pre pandemic or would it have perhaps underperformed and is this just revenge viewing um truth is it seems to be an extremely likable film people were genuinely enjoying it um i have watched every single rohit shetty film so i was actually pleasantly surprised in terms of the ambition that he has gone to for the first time he shown ambition there's espionage counter terrorism they got s hussain zaidi to be the consultant so they've got rakesh malia they've got the 93 blasts uh, you know they've uh, sort of uh, attached it to this whole um, isi paradigm that's going on so all that i thought was fairly interesting for a rohit shetty film to do that um mm. i was not particularly necessarily blown away by it um but i can see why people are liking it so much it is very very entertaining uh, the action i think also is genuinely up to a certain standard there's this very long uh, chase sequence that he shot in bangkok there is another huge as cold open rajasthan action scene for akshay's entry um, all those things sound very seem very entertaining i just wish it was uh, perhaps a little shorter because it is it's very it's almost i think it's, it's about close to 3 hours long i don't feel the length to with all due credit and in terms of a universe that he's building i thought it was fascinating because now you've got singam 3 uh, you know so the best part i mean not uh, sorry spoiler alert here but the main villain that is jackie shroff mm. does not get apprehended or killed at the end uh, because he wants to continue 
Jackie's track now in a separate franchise with Singham 3, which is his next. So uh, it just Jackie's, sounds very Jackie's very Kaiser Soze. Is that what is happening? Jackie's Kaiser Soze. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Jackie is playing this, uh, you know. Uh, I, you know, yeah. he he seemed like the only like I saw the trailer, and I mean, uh, I again like I I go with what you're saying. I get why people want to watch this. I get that there's a lot of this sort of effort being put together in this universe and stuff. Uh, but Jackie Shroff was the only thing I found interesting in the in the trailer. No, and he's very uh, good. Somehow. He's also very yeah, good yeah. I just thought like of all the people that they've crammed in this film like i thought he kind of like was like okay i like this guy looks like he, he's, he's having fun with this uh, yeah and then it's, yeah, and also yeah. again you know another interesting thing about suryavanshi just before we wrap on it is uh, again casting is so important and and i know there is this whole counter culture that we cast uh, you know there's a new trend that are unknown face ko cast karo in supporting roles and there's no harm in it um, but what rohit has gone and done is even in the slightly um you know roles with slightly lesser perhaps importance uh, for the lack of a better word he's gone and cast uh, very very so i mean there's gulshan grover there's kumud mishra there is jackie shroff so you know even when you there's javed jafri who's playing rakesh maria you know so even when you're not uh, watching akshay and katrina and ajay and ranveer the peripheral cast is all very very solid it just lends a lot of gravitas to a film like this so i think it's very very smartly cast in that sense Hmm. Nice. You know, so the feedback that I've got from a bunch of uh, Rohit Shetty fans in general yeah. is as follows. You know, I think they obviously went for it, but they were not as satisfied as yes, it's underwhelming. Yeah, and I think, even I fe- I felt it underwhelmed. I I personally was underwhelmed. I get why people yeah. like it. I was underwhelmed for sure. So I have a theory as to why people are feeling that way. I think, and my theory is as follows: that you know. Had this film released two years ago, yeah. right? Uh, the aesthetic of the audience was say whatever it was, it would have worked better. But in the last two years, because of pandemic and you know people watching all kinds of content for time pass, and you know the aesthetic has shifted a bit. And I think yeah, perhaps aesthetic yeah. is subconscious, you know, at a level that the audience may not know. But I think their expectation from content have probably gotten a tad bit better. Yeah, and I think that might be the reason. Especially, are, especially for the for the kind of space it is in, right? The kind of genre, like the counter terrorism, terrorism, espionage yeah. genre, which is also very well done, very very often nowadays. Uh, also, you know, it's a bit like now you're done and dusted with these kind of stories, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, like, uh, I haven't watched it, so I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I want to no, check it out as well at some point when it drops on TV, maybe. You know. It's it's coming oh, on Netflix next week. Day, huh? it, No, it drops on Netflix next week because they have a four-week window with Netflix. Sure. Uh, so, so it does come on Netflix. But quickly, you know, I I get the India numbers and how huge uh, they are. Of course, it's going to cross two hundred or roundabout. You know, for me, what has been a larger eye-opener is the eight and a half million that is coming from overseas. I mean, it did a three million day one uh, gross. It is the highest. Uh, I I think it's the highest for an Akshay film also. So Middle East, UK, US, Canada is. I mean, eight and a half million. uh with it's still playing in screens so it could perhaps do 10 10 and a half overseas alone i think that's a huge gross for a film like that and that's something that i think is a, is a very interesting trend but it's study. also kind of the biggest film that's come out in the last 2 years so you know there that's right that's right yeah it's in demand for it for sure and then yeah i mean that's great definitely i think that adds adds to the mm. hype and stuff right like people overseas also haven't had a film in a long time 
So this definitely goes a bit of a, a long way in sort of satisfying that. So, but good, yeah, it's good. People are watching. It's good. People are back. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I, but I was, was, it was just such joy to come back to a theater and yes, to just have yes, people indeed. clapping and screaming and screeching and. You know, with all due credit to Rohit Shetty, I don't think that particular zone anybody does better than him, or nobody even does it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, Sunday afternoon, Palladium people whistling at Akshay's entry, hats off. Amazing. No, I, I, yeah. I, 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 my, my, my return film was obviously Bond. I, I went in. I think, I think it was Saturday morning or something like that. I didn't want to wait till the afternoon and. Uh, uh, and there was still like it wasn't as packed as you'd say like the Suryavanshi crowd, but. It still had a decent number of people in there for like a a, a morning show, man. Uh, it was uh, it was amazing. It's just, just amazing to be in a theater and watch a film. I I mean, completely on the same page with you there. And obviously, no time to die. I was I was determined to watch that as my first film back uh, in the pandemic. So uh, so that was, was my great. first film also back in the theaters. Back. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Amazing. What did you think of the film? So, I I really really enjoyed it's it's a weird thing and I and I understand that you know Hollywood does not structure their screenplays with a first half and second half uh, yeah, yeah, uh, format yeah. but if we were to break it down like that from an Indian movie standpoint it's like one of those right that first half was good second half utna hi kachra tha yeah so, yeah totally totally matlab dead act likha hai 1.5 act likha hai 1.5 act is completely like I mean, I just don't get it. Like, why are the fucking films so long? Like, is there a need? I don't get it. They're getting get longer it. and longer and longer. Like, longer than most Hindi films nowadays. And and you still can't tell a fucking whole story in in like the three hours, man. It's just it is insane what's going on with these films. But it's you like, know, Gaurav, I, I was talking to a writer friend, and I said that you know, Bond was completed before the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. And. They've had two years to stew on it. They must have watched cards. They must have done focus group screenings. How do you still land after two years of that? Mars, this is exactly happened? this is exactly what happens. You do focus group screenings. You talk to too many people, and you try and do too many things. And this is exactly how you end up there. No, no, no. Is- I, my my question was the length. And you know what, my friend, I thought he said a great thing. He said, "Oh, because they did all that, it's come down to three hours. Otherwise, it must have been four hours." You know, so in, in probably minds, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. but it's they to me. Already, yeah, they, they perhaps already cut thirty, forty minutes. How do you know? You know. What oh, I'm I saying? wouldn't be surprised. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But the thing is, it it has like these really great moments in there. It's got some really cool action, <laughs> but at the same time, like so much of it is fucking pointless. Like that whole Cuba thing uh, with Anna de Armas. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is the point of that? Like, it brought nothing. <laughs> it brought nothing to the table. Like the action sequence wasn't that great. She obviously is fantastic. I'll watch her all day. But I mean, what's the bloody point? It was. But isn't so... it uh, like uh, are they doing this because they want? Like, they know that people have great expectations from Bond film, and like a ninety-minute film won't be satisfying enough. No, no, agree. I mean, I mean, said it's like if you watch Casino Royale, right? Like, which to mm. me is like the 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 best Bond film that the Daniel Craig set had. You know, I, 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 there's a great initiator, great initiation into the whole series for him as well, and it, that did not feel like a long film. Like even now, I can go back and watch it. Uh, it, it, it stands out nicely. It's got everything going for it, and then it, it like, like everything else, like 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 the Pierce Brosnan days. If you think about Golden Eye, was a fantastic intro, and then it was just all pretty much downhill from that point onwards. And you know, some people would say Spectre is great, Skyfall is this and that, but to me, I mean. 
uh, it's just been like a very up and down sort of thing. But like this is very disappointing. And spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched it. I mean, Bond dies in the end, which again to me is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what world yeah, are we living in? Somebody explain no to me why why didn't she like this the you know 007 the new 007? She knows this guy's got a wife and a fucking kid. Why isn't she staying behind and fending off the guy when she's officially hired to do the job? And why is yeah, Bond sitting there and getting killed? And I don't understand Bond that. Knows, and when Bond knows that he's fathered a daughter, you know, and, and he's got and he's finally going to be able to reunite with them, why would he become a martyr? I don't and what and is the need of like Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's garbage. That was garbage. I'm sorry. It, it but was you know, just, but, but Gaurav, I have to say. But I have to say, those first ninety odd minutes, genuine, uh, for me. No, no, they were great. The most, they I mean, were great for me as a standalone. I, I think it's perhaps the most fun ninety minutes I've had in a long time when it comes to Bond. Uh, I, I, I totally agree, man. But here's the thing, right? Like even some of the other decision making, like didn't make any sense. Like Rami Malek's character, he lets oh, her oh, go, yeah. right? Yeah. Then he shows up like twenty odd years later, and it just so happens for this one thing. I was like, what the fuck, right? Like, I thought he would have like, raised her or something like that, you know? That would have made so much more sense in some way. This just didn't, like, you know, and you're retconning the fact that everybody is associated with, uh, you know, the organization and everything. It, it's, it just, it seemed like they were desperate to tie up all these kind of loose ends. And also, I think losing your director like two months to go into the film didn't help. Yeah. I think Danny Boyle pulled out like two months into it or something like that, or two months to go before filming. And obviously, uh, uh, Carrie sort of uh, jumped Fukunaga, in and yeah, yeah like Fukunaga but I, I don't know how much you can do with two months to go man like I'm on fucking projects here and like aisa change hota hai, I've had a, I, last year I was on a show and the director dropped out like a week before we were supposed to start filming and luckily we had like somebody who's on the on the set every day developing it and they could step in and direct it but if it hadn't been for that situation somebody coming in from outside it's a fucking disaster so my name a film like this like is impossible to put together and it shows also you you mentioned Rami Malek, you know, I was so grossly disappointed. I thought he was the worst. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. his performance in the, I mean, and you know that scene. Um, I, so to me, I'm saying that I thought the film goes completely downhill and crashes from the time they get into that lair. Um, hmm. And, you know, I've had more than two people, by the way, come and tell me that, you know, that Rami Malek conversation scene with Bond. They're saying, yeah, we so then we woke up again, it was still going on, again we fell asleep, mm. we woke up, then they're just going on and on and on and there are no, there's no cutting. Why do you I think this happens? Like, what's the logic with writing this? Like, what do you think they're thinking? Like, Bond can get the best team, right? And they but it's not, say, right? Say, say, but it's uh, not, you know, it's so always Phoebe, the two, Phoebe, it's always the two people who are writing it, right? And this film is written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's behind Killing Eve and uh, she's done, No, no, she's done yeah. some of it. She's not done all of it, right? Correct, uh, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. But what yeah. do you think they are see that? Why can't they see this? What, what, no, these things? What's your logic? Like, what would you? I think you're so you're, you're so involved in it, and there's already obviously enough people. I'm sure, like Daniel Craig's giving them input. Everybody's giving them their input, right? So it's a it's script by committee on 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 a on a movie this size. Uh, you know, there's everybody and their mother who has a stake is going to be giving you input, right? I mean, and there are some you can't say no to, my guess is. So, it's hit and miss, I guess, at the end of the day, you know. Uh, I'm, I wonder why Danny Boyle pulled out as well. It might be something like this. It probably didn't like the script or anything like that and, and, and just jumped out. So, mm. you know, it's also such a tightly controlled franchise, right? There's, there's only a few people in charge and... Uh, 
you know, so anybody makes that mistake or people don't listen and then that sort of mistake just continues to sort of grow with this. Yeah, and I agree with Gaurav. I think also I, I, I would presume because it's so tightly controlled, there is, and also because I think they've got to be very secretive. Um, I think there is a sense of lack of objectivity after a point. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know any other, but I mean, but I have to say, I you know, I just enjoyed it so much um, because Lazenby is one of, you know, I, I enjoyed On Her Majesty's Secret Service and I remember coming out of the film saying, hey, this is exactly like that Lazenby film. Uh, a couple of hours later, I was I'm debating uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and yeah, they've written a yes. section that they oh, have the totally, same to- totally, <laughs> totally. Except, of course, it's him who dies instead of his wife. But yeah, essentially, right. yeah, it's it's exactly it's exactly that. Uh, so, uh, but they've always been self-referential, right? Like all the Bond films at the end of the day have, have some level no, been self-referential. Great. Yeah. Craig's Bond has been a huge departure across all the four films. In fact, I think No Time to Die is the one where they've actually gone back to the more purist uh, sort of format as a throwback also. I don't know, man. I thought I thought like they set it up nicely with Casino Royale. Quantum was not as bad as people made it out to be, but it wasn't great. I think it's either. the worst. I, I'd done a Bond was... article on uh, ranking <laughs> it. I ranked it, in my opinion, it's the worst Bond film ever made. I mean... I don't know, man. I wouldn't go that far. There's some pretty shitty Roger Moore films in there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of them were bad. What was the one with the fucking train and the circus and stuff like that? Yeah, what was it? The uh, one in Berlin. Octopussy tha kya tha? The one no, with... No, Octopussy it, was terrible. It was terrible. No. Uh, yeah, so some, things, some of them are really bad, dude. You know what I mean? Like, some of them are really bad films. But anyway, okay, but I think all in all... Yeah, but all in all, it was worth it. It was worth watching. It was money well spent. Yes. Uh, you know, like a big budget, big visuals. It's it's got some great stunts and stuff. So I mean, even a bad Bond film, I guess, at the end of the day, is, is worth the money. You know what I mean? So fully uh, agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So from that and context, it was them, it was great. I mean, yeah. They put two hundred and twenty million dollars uh, in hats off to them. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 just to follow this up, I mean, the the, the I, I went and saw Dune then like a few days later as well. And mm. uh, did you guys catch that? Anybody? I'm no. Really, really, oh, uh, it's, I'm so, going to watch it this week anyhow, man. Man, so here's the thing, right? Like, uh, so not to get too deep into it until you watch it, but I thought it was fantastic. And I was very skeptical because I actually enjoyed the the David Lynch film, the David Lynch version. Of yeah. course, he covered the whole book and, and, and Denis Villeneuve was only covering half the book. But it is it, it was still fairly brilliant. I mean, there are some clunky moments in the film where they keep harping on about why some of the plot points are happening where different characters in different settings talk about the exact same thing back to back. So that's like really, really clunky and waste of time, especially when you're like fighting with that kind of length. But it's visually stunning, like some of the art design, some of the whole sort of world that they've invented and stuff is is fantastic. And uh, it, 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 it does work. I mean, and I think there's nobody braver, I think, today than, than a Denis Villeneuve, you know, like to go after like, say, uh, a Blade Runner and then to go out and do... Uh, you know, a film like this, something which is really, really well known and has got like a sort of huge pedigree or is a hugely challenging work to go out and then deliver. I don't think he's a braver guy than than Denis Villeneuve out there today. Yeah, I mean, he took huge Jackman and he made Prisoners, which still remains my favorite. Yes, yes, indeed, but, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Sica- perhaps- Sicario again is one of my favorite films of all time, and. Yeah, and Incendies. Uh, by the way, if anybody's not watched it, it is on streaming now. It's called Incendies. Yep. It was a film yep. that he had made back in the day. And what an inc- I think this, that was the film that sort of made people take... May, yeah, yeah. He, made, he put him on the map and uh, he's just like an incredible talent. You know what I mean? And especially because yeah. 
I think it's also the first time he's working with the kind of budget he's working with. Obviously, Blade Runner had a huge budget, but it was nowhere like what they spent on this one, man. You know, and uh, uh, brilliant. I think people should go check it out. I think it's a stunning sort of visual thing. Uh, it's worth watching. For sure, and you are looking uh, forward to the sequel. I think they're mounting it. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I think it it got greenlit the weekend after uh, the film yeah, yeah. dropped. So uh, definitely, um, so that was a great film to watch in the cinemas, you know. And I, I was really keen on checking out Shang Chi as well, but uh, I missed my window, and then obviously just dropped on Hotstar. So uh, I spent about four nights trying to watch the film, dude. Uh, has anybody else watched it? I haven't watched it. So I'm, I, I'm just increasingly more and more as time passes. I'm really done. I've not watched it. I'm just. I, I'm frankly, and I have to say this here now. I think I've lost interest in. Um, I I don't think I have the bandwidth to commit to another universe right now. I mean, dude, like it is so fucking bad. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, and I don't mean it like like the the premise or the guy that you guys are wearing bangles and fighting at the end of the day and none of that stuff. But it's just really badly put together. It is hard to watch. It is so fucking slow. So much shit is happening, which is redundant. And uh, Aquafina's in there, and she's like the saving grace. Like she's really, really funny. She's got some great lines. Uh, she does a great job. Uh, but it is horrible, horrible, horrible film, dude. Like, <laughs> like I want like. I'm not gonna like, check it out. I think. Like no, like I'm telling you, it took me three nights of watching. Like three nights, I fell asleep, dude. That's how bad it is. You know what I mean, and it's uh, and it's Tony Leung's like freaking first Hollywood film, and and my God, like this is like a legend, and <laughs> the shit that they're making him do, man, it's uh, fucking criminal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have the guts to check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm telling you guys to save yourselves. You know. Uh, yeah, it just yourself. feels like uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know, but a new cinematic universe is great and all that, but. I think I don't know. I have a feeling I'm just gonna sit sit this entire universe out, man. Honestly, dude, 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 it's not worth it, man. Like these films are getting worse. It can also show that Marvel is finally kind of petering out and losing steam completely. Like yeah, in terms of yeah. the effort they're putting in putting these together is not the same. I don't know what's going on over there, but uh, there's there's definitely some issues. Uh, and speaking of like movies with issues, Red Notice, किसी ने देखा क्या? I saw Red Notice. Yes. Said so, you watch it. No, I haven't. My God, go March. What I, do you think? It just seems to come. So I like. I yeah, I love it. Are you? I I had. I don't think I've been buzzing as much as any other film. I I really? get that it could it could have been a lot better. Um, but I I know it's it's Dwayne Johnson. I love Dwayne Johnson, man. And that that helicopter shot when they are putting that rocket launcher. I want to buy the rights and make Tiger or something. <laughs> it is incredible. What, like I was whistling at home. And Ryan Reynolds and the movie references. I get uh, its anomalies and I get its flaws, and despite that, I kind of enjoyed it. Academically, we have to have a separate conversation, which will get censored. But yes, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, not to spoil it for Shang Chi, though. Uh, ben Kingsley is like the star of the film, as far as I'm concerned. He's wow. only there for like a very little bit, but he was actually brilliant in it. Uh, so but oh, yeah, sorry. So he's, uh, wasn't he, he? So he's reprising the character from one of the Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, basically, like in the MCU, the whole thing continues, wow. and okay. uh, uh, but he's fantastic. So just watch it for that bit, if nothing else. He's got a couple of scenes, but he's he's brilliant, and uh, what an amazing actor. But Red Notice is like you know what I think Red Notice is. 
is you know how like Netflix has a recommendation engine. I think yeah. they have like a fucking script writing engine also, <laughs> which you just you just put you just put like I've got Dwayne Johnson for so many days. I've got you know uh, yeah, what's his face Reynolds for so many days, and uh, you know I've got Wonder Woman for so many days, and uh, this is my budget. And then give me a script that that I can do, and then boom, out came Red Notice ka script. Is like the worst piece of shit writing I've seen in a long time. Uh, is pointless. The whole thing is fucking pointless. It makes no sense. Ryan Reynolds is still playing Van Wilder like fucking twenty years later or whatever. I don't know how long it's been. He, the guy is just the same character. Nothing's changed, man. You know what I mean? Obviously, The Rock is a Rock and Gal Gadot's Gal Gadot, but my God, it was bad. Like again, like yeah, I just so watched I- the whole thing just to see how bad it actually is going to be. And it no, is. No, like, I wish it was. I, I wish they. I I thought in certain portions I just wish they'd gone slightly bigger and and slightly and, and it's extremely contrived of course it's very convenient. Um, it is horrible. Think, like and how how are they in that fucking World War Two cave and everything is working? Fucking yeah. car is working. Like are you out of your goddamn minds, man? Bomb is going on. Hey, car is starting to run. Petrol is also running. You know, Ryan Reynolds's uh, movie reference characters. You know, like for example, when he walks into the cave and he just whistles the Indiana Jones theme. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, you know, I mean totally, when totally. He, oh, when he goes all, oh, they're going all eyes wide shut with a Kubrick reference, and so I, I just, I don't know, it's, it's great. I mean, it reminded me, you know what? So thing is, I've been missing a blockbuster it, movie dude. that's not superhero, that's not franchise. Uh, yeah. This took me back to the kind of films I grew up on in the nineties, uh, you know, in the theaters, uh, those big know, Hollywood what, films. And, the, the the only thing it tells me is that like how great a director John McTiernan was and how sorely I miss yeah. him because yes, this is yes, out yes. and out action filmmaker who had like a flair for like the comedy and the dramatic and he made like and, and brilliant still not insulting, films right those those films are still not like, at all. Richard Donner for example precisely like, exactly yeah. absolutely or it also gives me a newfound respect for Michael Bay you know what I yeah, mean yeah, like, yeah. So Michael yeah. Bay films are now I'm thinking wow that guy at least put some thought into it. It's not like. Oh, know, oh, I have to say this. Uh, no, uh, this is this is so much serendipity. So when I watched the film, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, "Yeah, you know, Michael Bay would have made Red Red Notice if nothing else, the aesthetics would have been eight thousand times much better. better, much better. The framing, the shot taking, all of it. Absolutely, you know? super high quality. And my thing is like, this is like you know how, like the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, like at some point, that here's the thing, right? No matter what we say, there'll be all these assholes are going to watch this film, and Netflix is going to be like, "Oh, we're on to something. Let me put three hundred million dollars oh. down next time." But so you I'll know, make Red Notice. Red Notice, Red Notice is the highest viewed. Hundred uh, percent, of course on, it is. You know, on, no, and, and it obviously not to spoil it, but it does end with a very strong. Se- it, it's a lead into a sequel at the end, right? It's very clear that there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. I mean, the, why do you think the world is in the shape it is in? It's shit like this only. You know what I mean? That works. But the, let's not get me started. और और क्या देखा तुमने? That's with blockbuster films all the time, you know. I mean, films. No, see, I think the quality level is massively low, man. This is like it's like a really bad film, dude. Let me check it out. After this review, I'm not sure. It is really bad, man. Like all blockbuster films, यार हमने भी blockbuster देखी हैं यार और अच्छी-अच्छी होती थी. You know, global average fall down, no? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe let's blame the pandemic or something for bad writing, also. You know, <laughs> but this I mean. was this film was ready pre-pandemic, by the way. So it was written. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's right. Like the Rock is just like he's like a parody now. You know what I mean? Like, like obviously <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is a parody anyway, but like the Rock is turning into that as well. You know what I mean? It, it took Schwarzenegger and Stallone like in the Expendables to parody themselves. These guys no, are but, doing it right. Now. 
you know what i mean no but i i totally buy all your points and and i would perhaps even agree with most of them my thing is that yeah you know with a film like this it's and i get i get i mean i myself we spoke about donner and all these other filmmakers in the 90s including michael bay but you know I, i'm saying you have to understand who this film is made for also na it's not it's a, it's a it's a pan worldwide film for all yeah this this I mean, yeah okay i agree with that the four quadrant thing is as far as i will go okay okay that's the only sort of forgiveness but i don't even think it is a pan i don't know i mean fine whatever i'll i'll take it i i agree with you that, i mean and no no and and uh, well I'm, i like i told you at the start that academically we have a separate offline conversation on the film yeah yeah like four quadrant but <laughs> four quadrant audience i get it yeah, i get it i got the man. numbers to justify a 220 but here's the thing right but here's my question to you wouldn't the numbers come from a decent film as well of course they same, perhaps same, it be more perhaps say, it be more yeah say, same guys same same cast same budget similar genre uh, a better script better director and i can guarantee you they still get the same number so then why not make the fucking I effort agree. i agree i that on yeah, this but i agree yeah but on a business level you always don't have all the right people available for project correct so and you need to do lot of projects to build a slate so then some projects are good some are bad because you just need more content so you hire whoever is available yeah so fair enough i mean i like said i'm not i'm not going to argue against that because i think you know this oh, better than i'm spending them yeah. <laughs> saying that you know This is how thing actually. Yeah, same. Up. I'm also not defending them at all. I'm just saying that it's it's also. It's, no, no, no. It, it, these it, are it's valid points. Dynamic. You guys are both making valid points, right? But I, I just, I'm like, if Netflix also can't fucking make a a, a put like with everything that they've got going for them, they can get these guys put together, and you can't get a fucking decent script in. Like to me, that just my mind fucking boggles, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like they think this is okay to do something like this and put it out there. You think fucking HBO would put a piece of shit like this out there tomorrow? They wouldn't, man. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, no. I'm saying like they, you, you're gonna make that effort, right? Like they've also gone full OTT. They're also gonna come out and do stuff. They're still doing fucking succession and shit, man. And they're killing it with that. Like, by the way, that fucking show is like the best writing I've seen, if not last three years, it's at least all year. It's like the best yeah. writing I've seen this year. It's just it's killing me. This show. How good this no, is! No, I think Succession is the best television on air today in the world. I, and I don't think I don't think it's even arguable, honestly. I mean, yeah. and it's that's just killing me, man. That show, how good it is! It's just like I'm sitting and watching. It's like, where is these? Where are these people coming up with this stuff? In a good way. So I just, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm it's the like last episode of season two, Succession. Oh God, you haven't watched. Oh, that's the best yet. episode. That's the best episode oh, ever. Oh my God! I, I hope so. Yeah, because I just finished Rap Nine, and I'm looking forward to Ten. And then I'll start this third season tomorrow. And three is brilliant, dude. Three is like if you think two was good, which I thought two was great. Three is just yeah. like it's out of the park, man. It's so out of the, the great, park. The greatest thing about Succession is I remember when season one ended, all of us were like, "Oh, now they're doomed," and season two is going to be a disaster. Yeah, they're never going yeah. To get okay, so they aced it with season two again. When season two ended, everybody goes, "Oh my god, season three! They should have just ended it right here, right now." Yeah, and now everybody's like, "Season three is on." How it's are they doing? Fire, dude! Doing? It's on fire. Where is this coming from? You know what I mean? Like, where are these guys getting this stuff from? It is just—it's funny, it's bitter, it is sweet, it's—it's it's scary, it's—it's—it's uh, it's just such an amazing piece of work. Like, I'm, I'm just I, constantly blown away. Now I've gotten to a point where I'm watching be... it at seven o'clock in the morning. Like, I get up and I watch the second first. Then I go <laughs> no, like I shower can, and shit like that. You know? Uh, I think it can potentially be the most popular show in the world, if not today, in the next two seasons, maybe. 
it should be man like it 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 really deserves a, a huge audience i don't know what kind of a viewership they're getting right now but, oh, but it's, whatever it's they're getting it's not for everybody it's not a family audience yeah yeah absolutely absolutely no no i completely agree but i think it has all the makings of like a classic my only thing would be that you know because of it's set in a particular era and a particular time it's going to reflect it from a cultural standpoint it may be like missed out in a couple of years for people who are watching looking back but but you know uh but maybe not you know what i mean like in the performances are brilliant the writing is spot on its production values are mind boggling i mean it is uh just best thing on tv man like best thing on tv in a long long mile yeah for sure man for sure what else kirby enthusiasm new season yeah Kirby enthusiasm as a new season out I didn't even know it was dropping and uh, boom is like oh surprise I forgot in fact I saw the promo a while ago and uh, I'm not I'm not digging it though yeah I liked yesterday's episode it was funny but uh, I just think like I think Larry's trying too hard man I haven't yet checked I haven't, you know yeah I, I haven't some I don't love I love Kirby enthusiasm but uh i don't i i just have been compelled to sample it i don't know every time it shows up on the carousel i'm like yeah maybe next time you know i just haven't watched it my only problem is you know with the, with curvy and the other is that i just keep missing jerry all the time <laughs> it's almost seems like it's an incomplete show in episode and season i know man i i i really enjoy so how back to seinfeld and i'll watch it on, on, you know and, hey so, i've been watching seinfeld as well i've just started watching again from season 1 so uh, yeah same here Yeah, I was on the Levels episode today. Uh, insane, man! How that show is, and how you can't yeah, stop watching. Yeah, crazy. Have you guys checked out the Dexter reboot yet? Yeah, वो वूट पे है. मेरे पास वूट नहीं है यार. Ah, you saw what? No, so I, I mean, funny confession. You know, you always have these shows that you know that you just never watch. Uh, I have tried watching Dexter a minimum of fifteen times, and I've. never gone past the first 20 minutes of the opening episode ever and then i just give really? up really yeah it's just one of those where you, you know you just can't get into it and i've tried i mean i've tried i wish i tried this hard in my career maybe but yeah i did <laughs> try, i try to you know i attempted to watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it i don't get it i don't get the show at all i i thought it was fine i i like when i saw it the first time around i thought it was okay i mean i watched it because i was watching it and you know the performances seemed interesting but it was very formulaic you know uh, over the course of the seasons and stuff and uh, i didn't mind the way it ended i thought it was a decent ending so i don't know why the reboot but obviously money but uh, but i'd like to see what it is but i'm not downloading boot and like subscribing to that shit right now so uh, some other way i, I subscribe to boot uh, because of big boss i think sid also does oh i think mereko wo uh, geo tv pe check karna padega you know also this season i haven't watched big boss by the way ah okay they are talking about formula and all of that this podcast episode is not going to be complete till we discuss narcos mexico season 3 oh my god fucking god oh my god my god like i was so excited about watching narcos and then obviously i watched it and it had all the ingredients like you know if you watch the promo it is so spot on it takes off that monologue that uh, that diego luna does in uh, in in the last episode of the you know the last season right yeah, he's talking yeah. about like each each cartel like each of these guys the, the who are and yeah. yeah the plaza he's talking about all these guys and and how each of them are, are are important and what their characteristics are and and how he talks about sort of like all these animals are going to be out of their cages now and he's the only one who could control them and he's not there anymore and uh, so the promo was cut exactly to that 
and I thought, wow, this is going to be an epic ending, like to the whole story, right? But it, it just didn't work, man. Like it was completely the narrators completely changed, and the uh, story was all over the place. None of it seemed interesting. You have like what was potentially the greatest sort of drug dealer in the history of sort of uh, drug dealing, right? And they did nothing with him. Like कुछ नहीं किया उसने कुछ उसका story नहीं है उसने क्या किया वो कुछ मालूम नहीं है like how he goes about it and I think the only one that they, the new character they added was that Ismail Zambada guy who's like apparently like still at large or something like that you know so but I mean overall I thought it was just horrible like there was not a single thing I liked about it I don't think they did a good job of telling the story uh, I saw Wagner Mora sort of directed some of these episodes but. Uh, I, I think again, fundamentally down to people just getting tired of writing this stuff. Maybe I don't know what it was, but they did not make any effort to make this remotely as good as the previous two seasons. I mean, Narcos Mexico anyway wasn't as great as the original sort of series. It was still it was still pretty good though. But either uh, to full kachra ho gaya. Yeah, no, so I I mean I'm a huge 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 fan of Narcos. I love the world. Um, yeah. Just. You know, Latin America in the eighties, nineties is a very, very fascinating time for me. And uh, I remember texting Gaurav saying, "Does this uh, ever end?" I, it was excruciating. I can't believe this is the send off. Yeah, and and right. in a way, I'm glad that the franchise is done now. It's over. The, it's curtains, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yep. not to waste any more further time. But yeah, I just very, 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 very disappointed. But usually, you know, shows like these by the time you are on the second, third season. And the decline is like pretty, pretty usual. Yeah, I don't know. So, that's to check season three of shows like. Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, problem of the format, right? With every gangster story, eventually it's going to be rags to riches, back to rags, those twists and. Uh, but you know, killing, you know, but but no, but with this one, right? Like I, they they still did like a a couple of interesting things where. You know, uh, between the uh, between Pacho and uh, what's his face, yeah. right? Uh, they filled in some of the gaps right if you watch the previous episodes you know uh, pacho sort of gets uh, betrayed and uh, when that happens in the, in the previous season it's just that one scene it's a phone call that they're talking on right and 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 he says yeah okay and that yeah. call ends but this time around they actually go into detail like they have a much longer conversation they sort of explain what's kind of happening and you see it much clearer why it's happening and how it's happening but the funny thing was it it worked just as well Last time around, when they did, when they cut from that one yes. scene to the betrayal and that's happening, it, it didn't need that uh, delving into. Like it, it didn't really make a fucking difference, honestly. So I don't know. If that's a good thing or a bad thing so, that they went into it. But because we know this story and we've seen it from very different angles already, uh, maybe it doesn't like sort of make sense. Obviously, Pablo makes a very brief uh, return to the whole thing as well, and also the timeline, man. Like yeah. the other big problem with a show like this today is that. The timeline is so crisscross. You don't know where you are, you know, in terms of the year you're in. Like yeah, Pablo is getting shot again. Some this guy is making his first few deals. All of these things are happening concurrently, right? The Cali cartel and and obviously Pablo and then the Mexican guys and all of it is happening at the same time. And you get completely lost. You don't know who's who, who's where, and who they're dealing with. So, uh, very very weird uh, execution. Very disappointing. Very surprising that they did like a job like this. Uh, again, yeah. you know, writers' room. Me, I don't know what they're doing. 
you know what i mean so i don't know how they didn't catch it and then also it's sad i mean to perhaps to round it up but it's just sad because amado like you said is the great and and you know i've been doing a lot of reading after i watched the show and it's very exciting i mean it's just sad that you know actually amado the protagonist of the latest season is actually yeah. perhaps more enigmatic than anybody else on the show has ever been absolutely um, except for say pablo costa right who was i course, thought like yes. the most interesting but then again the pablo and amado had like a very close relationship right so relationship, it makes sense yeah. i mean i think he's the only guy who had any kind of introspection at at any level like everybody else you only see them from the outside and pablo and and amado are the only guys you actually see okay what's going on in their heads or they like looking to get away or move away from some of these things and and it's like it's like uh, carlitos way man like uh, yeah, you can't get, yeah, you, can't yeah. get away, you can't go away from this shit you just can't yeah. like there's no there's no happy endings for gangsters and shit right there's no there's no escaping there's no there's no sunset none of that shit so uh and a lot of this is true as well right i mean obviously it's fictionalized but he did die on the table while having yeah, yeah. surgery and, and you know you know in fact there are there are so many conspiracy theories people yeah that he get, yeah that he got yeah. away with it yeah absolutely absolutely it was very fascinating but sad that i mean yeah i think they i think they they shot the bed with this one So guys on this note let's wrap this episode and let's come back again soon and talk about the other shows which are on your list. Yeah, sounds good man. Yes, yes, sounds good. Okay. So that's the episode for today. Hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Do give us your feedback on Instagram at @eplogmedia and subscribe to our shows on your favorite podcast app. If you are on Apple, do rate and review Binge Stan. It'll help us. Until next time, keep binging.